Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. And today is about talking about three negative consequences of affairs for the betrayed partner. Uh, Many of you may know that uh, that's what I do mainly. I I work with couples where there's been infidelity. I do other things too, but probably at least half the time I'm working, I'm dealing with a couple who is dealing with infidelity. And there are issues uh, that both people have to work through. But today I'm focusing on the negative consequences of the betrayed partner and what to do about those negative consequences. So the first negative consequence of the betrayed partner is that sometimes I see that they feel totally lost and, and hopeless uh, and that their life uh, it's, it's feels meaningless. So these kinds of people, uh, these partners that have this, they oftentimes have uh, built an identity around being married. That's part of who they are. And they uh, feel lost. They feel disconnected. They feel like they've lost a part of themselves. They feel like, how can I go, go on? It's it just, what, what, is, what is the meaning? They could be depressed, like I said. Um, so what happens in this, uh, the, the, their whole life is now uh, in a much more negative trajectory totally discombobulated, totally blindsided typically by this discovery of a text, the discovery of uh, numbers of things or a variety of things. Sometimes it might be one night stands, sometimes it might be websites, sometimes it might be a person that you both know. And uh, it's, it's very, 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 very troubling when you feel like this, my life was about this marriage or this committed relationship and now it's gone. I'll, I'll be talking about what to do about it in a minute, but I want to go to number two. Number two, the second consequence is that the partner, this the, the betrayed partner now feels inadequate, unlovable, unworthy, inferior to the person that cheated that that the partner cheated with. Um, it's like the other person has something I don't have. So I've had quite a few situations where the person goes, well, uh, they found the picture, the, 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 the way the person looks on Instagram, and they see all the positives about that other person and not about them. Or it could be Facebook. Or they could maybe not even have a picture, but they have in their own imagination, their own mind's eye, that that person was prettier or smarter or more interesting than me. And so that's a second thing, and uh, it could lead to insecurity. Now, if the person already had a sense of insecurity beforehand, this can trigger them even more. The third way, the third negative consequence of, of affairs for the betrayed partner is that they, they judge and believe that their entire relationship was a farce, uh, which leads to also, like I said in number one, a sense of a lack of meaning, but it's not in this case, I'm emphasizing not so much the lack of meaning, but more about that the relationship was a farce. And 
oftentimes automatically feel like it's uh, unsalvageable. And this kind of thing could lead to a lot of regret. Regret that I ever married this person, regret about all these decisions I made. They could be pretty hard on themselves. And of course, accompanying that is a sense of despair. You know, and so what do we want to do about these things? Because here's the thing, here's the thing. We are more than the pain that we've experienced. So let me start with number one. Number one, where we've seen betrayed partners. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of two things at once. I've seen these betrayed partners feel totally lost. What we do about them here, first of all, we realize that there is meaning in suffering. I remember um, Viktor Frankl, he wrote the book, Man's Search for Meaning. And in the book, Man's Search for Meaning, he, um, he talked about his experience in the Holocaust. It was awful. Lost years of his life to the most atrocious things. But he found ways to see meaning in the suffering. And uh, there was shared suffering. All the Holocaust survivors have witnessed atrocities. And, uh, but he took this even further. He said that with all the pain that he experienced in the Holocaust, he's actually going to develop a whole, he was a psychiatrist, I should say. And so he developed a whole way of working with people called Logos Therapy, which talks about the meaning of suffering, the, the, how we could discover the meaning in suffering. And here's the thing too. Humanity, we all share in suffering. Now, we all know what pain feels like, emotional pain. We all know what loss feels like. We've all felt betrayed on some level, somehow, somewhere in our lives. But it may take some time, but we can grow from the crisis. And there's post-traumatic growth. As I tell my graduate students in the class I teach, uh, post-traumatic growth is when we go through a crisis such as infidelity, where we learn more about ourselves or we develop more strengths than we even had before. So, I've seen people go through uh, awful pain of infidelity, and even though at first they felt that, that there was a loss of meaning, as they began to continue to process that pain, they start to recognize that they had lost a lot of who they are, that they had adapted too much. I'm just thinking of a few people I'm working with right now. They over-adapted. And so they realized that they let too much go by. They avoided or they ignored the yellow and red flags in their relationship before. And so the meaning is to learn. Sometimes we learn through pain. I'm not saying we always have to learn through pain, but sometimes we learn through pain. And being that I've been in this field a long time, I could tell you right now that I have known people that were betrayed where they felt the loss of meaning and they felt better and better about themselves. I have one pers particular person in mind where their marriage didn't last, but I could tell you this, in their future relationships, they didn't miss any yellow flags. They, uh, I remember one husband of a person who was betrayed, uh, is this, this, this lady was betrayed, met this guy uh, after some therapy and felt healthy. And then eventually he came in to see me. And I remember him saying to me, did you have to do such a good job with my wife? She doesn't let me get away with anything. Actually, he said, he, he she doesn't let me get away with shit, was his verbatim words. And uh, what, what it was, was she had learned through the crisis of infidelity 
how to set better boundaries, how to tune in more to what's going on and to not let things slip. But there's lots of other ways that you learn and you start to realize a lot of my people that I've seen that have been betrayed, they find that their life takes on a deeper meaning as they become the wounded healer and they help other people. I've had some that created their own support groups for other people who were betrayed and did that. I've had two uh, former clients that have done that in totally different locations, uh, but they felt inclined, uh, not right away, but they, they felt inclined to use their own pain and their own learnings from the pain to share their wisdom and to support others. Now, number two. So that's the one where I said the partner may now feel inadequate, the betrayed partner. Inadequate, unlovable, unworthy. They compare themselves. They feel inferior. Here's the thing. Your partner's affair was never about you. Your partner's affair was always about your partner's choice. And it's easy to take it personally. And it's painful. But I'm talking specifically about the consequence of feeling not good about yourself. That is a distortion. That is a distortion. There, you know, I've been married for 35 plus years. I am far from perfect. My wife has not cheated on me. Why? Because she chose not to. Not because I'm so wonderful. She chose not to. We worked out our problems in different ways. So we're all flawed. So if you start to think the thought like, what's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. This other person, if there's another person, I can guarantee you they have something that the other person liked or else they wouldn't have been with them. And maybe it's something that they have more of than you have. And I can guarantee you that you have more of some other things that that other person uh, doesn't have. Life is just that way. And um, it's never about your, your worth. It's never, ever, ever about your worth. You're not meant to be all things to somebody. It actually takes a creative, let me say it this way, committed relationships in the long term are creative enterprises. And both people have to be creative to make it work. And if they don't, yes, the relationship gets boring or disconnected, and that can increase the chances of infidelity. So you definitely have the responsibility to be a creative partner in your relationship, as does your partner. However, the, the, that has nothing to do with worth. That has to do with learning. That has to do with outgrowing our parents and, and having better relationships than our parents had. And if your partner had an affair, it's because that's the way they chose to deal with their own stuff. And it was um, a hurtful, immature way to deal with it. And you're not inadequate. And I would say if you feel that, you need to find a therapist such as me uh, that will help you uh, rediscover your worth. And if you're one of those people that didn't have much security beforehand about yourself, then you would use this crisis as a way to finally get a sense of self-worth that comes from within you. You don't need to let other people define your worth. And the more you define your own worth, the more you see your own worth, your own lovability, you start to realize that you don't need to be perfect to be loved. You don't need to be a people pleaser to be loved. And your partner's infidelity had nothing at all to do with how good you are. You're already good. And that's just something you're going to have to decide to, to believe. And if you need help in that, that's when oftentimes it's good to seek out professional help and all these consequences. Third consequence 
is that, uh, and I've seen this a lot, where one of the partners believed that their relationship was a farce. It's like this happened and they take away from themselves all the good in the relationship. I understand that because you might have thought of your partner in a certain way and you thought of the relationship in a certain way and now you discover it's not what you thought. There's, there was more to the story or there was other things going on with your partner. But I want to emphasize here that, you know, life is not perfect and neither are relationships. You did have good times. I don't know too many clients that are in relationships where, where they went through infidelity or any other problems where they couldn't say they weren't good. They couldn't say they were good times. There were good times. We are complex. Relationships are complex. We have different parts of us. Most of the time, when a person cheats on you, there's a part of them that has loved you all throughout, but there's an immature part that doesn't handle themselves. So I'm not giving them an excuse. Don't hear me wrong on this. Hear me right. It's not okay that that person cheated. But what I'm saying is that there's different parts of people and that you need to realize, you need to accept the complexity. And that because there was this infidelity, even over a period of time, it doesn't take away from the fact that there was chemistry, there was connection, there were good times. You raised kids together. If you did, you went on good vacations together. You um, you did other things together that I can't think of right at the moment. And you created something. Maybe built a house together, or you know, built a home together. And so infidelity teaches us about the hidden parts that need to be integrated so that a person doesn't have to cheat, so that we can have an even deeper and more full-bodied relationship that incorporates all those parts of us, all of those parts. So infidelity doesn't mean that the whole relationship was a farce and should be judged as bad. And it doesn't mean that uh, you're bad. Now, I want to say one more thing that I even didn't plan on saying, and that is the betrayed person oftentimes is very critical of themselves. They're critical of themselves for staying they feel like, what's the matter with me? What kind of fool am I that I stayed? And that sometimes they could be just as hard on themselves for leaving. Like, why did I leave? Should, should I have stayed? And I want to say, whether you decide to stay or to leave, your job is going to be to be kind to yourself, to be self-compassionate, because it's complicated. And the friends and relatives that tell you you should leave or you should stay, that's their opinion. And ultimately, it's not an easy one. And the people that stay, they stayed because they understood the complexity and they understood that the person who cheated is also a good person too, is also a caring person too. Um, and if you leave, it's because you needed a fresh start. And yes, there's consequences for any decision we make, but you want to do this with kindness and self-compassion. That's so all I wanted to say about these three consequences and what to do about them. And again, if you want some more help with this, because oftentimes hearing this little Facebook Live thing isn't enough, I'm here. You can contact me, with Todd at ToddKrieger.com, T-O-D-D at T-O-D-D-C-R-E-A-G-E-R.com, or uh, you can just go to my website, ToddKrieger.com, and uh, you'll be able to email me that way. You could always... Um, call me. All the information is on my website. So thank you for listening. And this is Todd Creek. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. One more thing.
I almost forgot. The other thing is there's 10 steps to start healing from infidelity that you could click on and you'll be able to uh, get that checklist as well. It's really helpful. All right, now I'm ready to say goodbye. This is Todd Krieger, Making the World Safe for Love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show. 